Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Welcome to Balance Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les. I'm your host. I am super excited that you are tapping in. First things first, we got some housekeeping items because I'm hearing from a lot of you, like qualitatively, how much you love Balance Black Girl, which makes my heart so happy. Quantitatively, the numbers are not numbering, and I need y'all to make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, rating, reviewing, YouTube. We now have the visuals. So subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. It's super, super important. It helps me keep content coming to you. So make sure that we're connected on all of the platforms. Now, this podcast is all about everything that helps us feel well, everything from wellness to fitness to our money to our relationships. And all month long, we've been talking about friendship, which is one of my favorite topics. And I thought, I can't cover friendship on the podcast without introducing you to some of my real life friends. And so this episode is all about bringing you into the group chat. And I'm really excited to bring two of my really close friends to the podcast today. So first off, we have Miss Sequoia Holmes. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably remember Sequoia from my episode with her last year. She is a Webby award-winning creator. She is the host of the Black People Love Paramore podcast, which you need to make sure you're subscribed to. We will have that linked in the show notes as well as the episode that we did together last year. So welcome back, Miss Sequoia. Hello. Thank you for having me back. There's my Webby right there. I'm so excited that you mentioned it. Yes. Yes. Of course, of course. And we have our dear friend, Miss Kimberly Hill. She is really our certified corporate baddie and just entrepreneurial mastermind. She is the co-founder of Tome Candles, which is an incredible line of handmade candles inspired by your favorite books. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you both here. I actually thought that it would be fun to start with some icebreaker questions. 
these are kind of like rapid fire. Don't think too deep into them. They're a mix of like self-love questions, obviously, because it's balanced black girl, but then also some like deeply unserious questions. So don't overthink it. For everybody listening and watching, think of your answers too. Head to the comments on Instagram and tell me what your answers are for these questions because they're just, they're meant to be fun. So the first question, what has been your most embarrassing social media moment? So this could be like, you meant to post something to close friends and you posted it publicly or like you were deep stalking and liked something you shouldn't have or (laughs) something was taken a wrong way. Just your most embarrassing social media moment. I can go. I have one. I really had a big crush on this boy in high school. In fact, y'all saw him because we were out and he was somewhere where we were. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, I had the biggest crush on that boy (laughs) in high school. A few years after high school, I was playing some like dare type game. It was like a card game, but it was like, you had to do dares or whatever. One of the dares was you have to DM somebody like you up or something of the sort. And it had to be somebody that you liked. Somebody in the room picked him because they knew that I had a big crush on him. I DM'd him. That nigga never responded. So that was that was that on that. And I was like, well, okay. I'm thoroughly embarrassed, but uh, here we are. (laughs) And he did it. Right. He came over to say hi when we were out. We've interacted on social media since then. So I was like, okay, he was just like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Kim, what about you? I have one, but it's actually on LinkedIn. So you know how LinkedIn back in the day, I don't know if they still do it, but they'll show you who looked at your profile. (laughs) Okay. There was mine is guy related as well, but I had this crush on this guy. And I kind of knew him like through we were in the same circle, but not like didn't really interact with each other. Anywho, I had a crush on him and I kept looking at his profile because he was like, (laughs) (laughs) look for updates or like, okay, is this stalking? I don't know, but I just was like really feeling him. And then all of a sudden I realized like my friend is like, you know, he can see this, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've engaged with him since. Thankfully he didn't like blow it up out of proportion, but yeah, that was awesome. So more so just like the realizing that people can see you looking at their profile. That, that was the embarrassing moment. And I have not looked since. And I also, I won't say that, but yeah, I've just stopped doing that. So there's also some settings you can change. I'll say that. <laughs> so people yes, don't know it's you. I've, I've, I have That's those it. settings enabled. <laughs> As do I. Although TikTok does that too. If someone has under a certain number of followers, they can see if you looked at their profile. And I more recently than I would like to admit, had a similar realization when I was looking at this dude's TikTok. And I was like, oh, he might have that setting turned on where he could see, gets notified mm-hmm. every time I look at his profile. So I'm going to yeah. never engage with this person again. Yeah, that's that's real. Why do they got to put us out there like that? It, it, why does social media need to tell us these things? Why is it snitching? Like, let us stalk people in peace, I yeah. think. It's silly. At least tell me that you're snitch- snitching. Like, if you're going to do it, like, before I click on the profile, exactly. be like... Oh, by the way, this person might know that you saw their profile. Right. Exactly. Thank goodness Instagram got away with showing when you liked photos and putting it like on the main feed. Oh, the activity feed. Yes. Oh, God. That broke up some homes for real circa 2015 or whenever that was. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. What is your favorite compliment you've ever gotten? Or like a really good compliment that sticks with you? Someone told me that I was rich in spirit 
like in, in how I showed up in my presence in my engagement with them. And I was like, oh, I really like this. That is a beautiful compliment. That is nice. And you are like, it's true. Aww. That's beautiful. Very accurate. Yeah. Someone told me, LOL, I have two, but both of mine are kind of physical or not as, not as endearing as Kim's. And I hate that <laughs> for me, but somebody was like, oh, you have really pretty eyes, which as a black girl with just brown eyes, you never hear that. And so that has really stuck with me. And they were like, no, I mean like the shape of your eyes, like the shape of your eyes is really pretty. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I've never heard that. That's so nice. Thank you. And then years ago, one of my friend's moms, this one's like kind of a compliment, but kind of not, but I took it as a compliment. She was like, you're a lot girlier than you seem. And I'm like, yes, I am. And thank you for seeing me. I appreciate it. I love that. Yeah. And what's interesting I think you're girly. Thank you. Like, I don't, I don't know what qualities about you would be like not girly. Like you're not right. prissy, but I would yeah. consider you to Thank be pretty. You. Yeah, girly. no. People are like, I don't yeah, know. You're kind of <laughs> people always thought I was a tomboy growing up. I was like, I am not. I just have a deep voice. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I do see you as girly too. Thanks, guys. For sure. Yeah. But those are those are fun ones too. I love these. I love these. So the next one is what? one topic could you immediately go on a rant about without even having to think about it? Taylor Swift um, and her <laughs> white womanhood. Sorry. Oh God. Taylor Swift. And yes, that I could also rant about Drake for a very long time in the good or bad way. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. same. same. <laughs> Ooh. The ridiculousness of people sometimes. I, I don't know if that's an actual... <laughs> audacity is very much a topic (laughs) that deserves a rant yes probably the audacity and like questioning why decisions are made but yeah i think maybe the audacity of people i could probably rant on all day actually (laughs) i could probably talk about beyonce Mm -hmm. on a rant Mm -hmm. anytime the work ethic uh the everything so yeah yeah one thousand percent one thousand percent what is your favorite thing about yourself this is hard for me in that I really like myself. So it is very hard for me to choose one thing because I, I genuinely think I'm overall great. Obviously, I know I have flaws and that type of thing, but I don't know. I like me. I like my personality. I think I'm cute enough. You know, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with You're her. wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Period. I love it. Me too. My favorite thing about myself, yes. I like that I will, <laughs> I like that I will at least try and no, okay, let me re- rephrase it. I like that I will set a goal for myself and I will work hard towards that goal. And sometimes I'll like extend a goal, even if it's ridiculous. Like one time I did a 50 mile bike race. Like, oh my did gosh. I press well enough for that? Probably not. But I like that I at least like set the goal mentally and like work towards it in small bites. I like myself too. I like I like how I've come to treat myself and like take care of myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. did your butt hurt when you did that fifty mile bike race? Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> y'all, one it hurt, but like yeah. beyond. I actually went numb in you know, yeah. It's very much like how marathon runners like have all types of things with their feet Mm -hmm. and toes like yeah so I 
yeah, it was very interesting. I definitely went numb. So even beyond hurting, and it took me a while to get back. So I don't think I need to ever do that again. But it's like, you know, I set out as a once in a lifetime thing. So very much. I get that. 50 miles. That's no it joke. is a lot. No, I love both of those answers. Obviously, I think you're both fantastic. And so it's I love I love the answers. It's just like being yourself. You too, Les. What about you? Can you answer that one? Yeah, I would say very similar to Kim. And I mean, probably just because like Kim, we're like born a few days apart. So we have <laughs> a lot of the same astrology is just like a willingness to just try. It's like, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell myself no. I'm always going to at least try and I might fail, but always just willing to try, try something different, do something different. I never want to be the one to tell myself no. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a good quality to have. Is definitely. Mm -hmm. I could use more fire in my chart so I could try a little bit more because I'd be like, "Mm -mm, no, (laughs) no. You are our airy creative. Mm -hmm. Airy and earthy and watery, just not fire, (laughs) just no fire at all. That's what that's what we're here for to balance you out. (laughs) Going to let you in on an exciting update. We are working on a BBG merch drop. But I will be honest, I am a podcaster, not a retailer, and I didn't know the first thing about e-commerce. So I've been doing a lot of research, trying to learn more about it, what it takes to have an online shop. And Shopify has really been the top platform in all of my research. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you are starting your own line of merch or promoting protein powders, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. What I love about Shopify is that it makes it so easy to set up and grow your online store. It gives you all of the tools you need to take your business to the next level. And they also have extensive help resources to support your success every step of the way, which I have appreciated as a newbie in this space. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash balance black girl, all one word, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balance black girl now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash balanced black girl. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? Over the years, I know I have had so many sneaky subscriptions that I got charged for and they really started to add up over time, making it harder for me to save money. This year, I switched to Rocket Money to help me manage my budget and it's been so helpful at cutting back on unnecessary expenses like sneaky subscriptions. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes, please, because these bills are out of control. On Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a click of a button without having to jump through a bunch of hoops or get on the phone with customer service. It is so incredibly 
helpful. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped its members save an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and keep track of your money by going to rocketmoney.com slash balanced less with one S. That's rocketmoney.com slash balanced less. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash balanced less. Next question. Who was your first celebrity crush? Mine was T.I., I want to say. It was T.I. or Reggie Bush or Chris Brown. They were all around the same time. It was all like sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. Reggie Bush is gorgeous. I'm going to say, sorry, I just had to look it up just to make sure. Okay, so do y'all remember the show Cousin Skeeter? Yes. I know who you about to say. And I can't remember his name. Yes, absolutely. Robert Robert Richard. Richard. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's still fine. Yes. He the same. The same. Love yep. it. I, I had a huge crush when I was yeah. little. Absolutely. Favorite show. He was on my list too. Yep. For sure. My first like real celebrity crush was definitely Kel Mitchell. That's uh, so which funny. I guess <laughs> tracks with me liking goofy ass dudes. <laughs> Started then. That is so funny. <laughs> Biggest crush on Kel Mitchell, but but Robert Richard was a close second for sure. Yeah. And then Usher during the Moesha era. Definitely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Thank you from Moesha. Also, okay, Ohaji from Moesha. Another one. Yes. <laughs> no less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they don't make them like that anymore. You know? I don't know what was what was happening in the nineties. I thought that it would be like that when I got older and here we are. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Disappointment. <laughs> Hate to see it. Okay. Last question for the icebreaker. What is your superpower? I think communication is my superpower. So communication in any capacity, whether that's talking or writing, I think. Some level of communication is my superpower. My superpower, it actually comes from a compliment I received, sort of. So, okay, it comes from a compliment. And this person, he told me that, like, I'm very engaging with my eyes. And he's like, I just get lost in conversation because you look at me very direct. Like, it's straightforward. I almost get enraptured. And I'm like, he's like, that's your superpower. I'm like, you're right. It is. So... I guess just being direct, engaging, communication, like Sequoia just said. Yeah, I think that's mine. That's great. Yeah. I love those. That those was really so good, good. Kim. Like, I, I wish it was a real superpower. Like magic. It <laughs> is. It is. It can be for sure. True. Do you have one less? Yeah. I would say discipline. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm like one of the most disciplined people yeah. that I know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is definitely like a superpower. Yeah, I see yeah. that for sure. It's annoying at times. It's inspiring. More, more good than bad. It is inspiring for sure. <laughs> Thanks. All those, all those Capricorn placements. Oh, yeah. Just really kicking my ass. So 
thank you so much. That was actually super fun. I feel like I learned some new things about y'all too during those during those questions. So I also think that it would be good to share a little bit of backstory of how we all like met and connected to give to the people. I'm happy to like start off that story. Y'all are like welcome to like chime in, you know, mm-hmm. however, however mm-hmm. we want to tell it. I'll start with Sequoia, because I actually think I started talking to you first. We started talking on Twitter, actually, about podcasting. I think you DM'd me about podcasting on Twitter, maybe in like early 2019-ish or like somewhere, sometime in 2019, because I was still living in Seattle. I wasn't in LA yet. And that was when we kind of like started chatting and then we started hanging out when I moved to LA. And then with Kim, we were like set up <laughs> on, on like a friend date, which I I love. I, I think more Definitely. people should do that by idea. this like woman. Yeah. By this older woman, Elizabeth. She was like this old white woman who just like had worked with both of us separately and like thought that we would get along and like work well together. I think she probably thought that we could like I don't know, like work in some way. Yeah. Like she was trying to like professionally connect us, but we're like, oh, we actually just like want to be <laughs> friends. But we were still in Seattle at the time. And we ended up, I think, going out to dinner with Elizabeth mm-hmm. to like all chat. And then we realized that we were both planning to move to LA like right wow. around the same time. Yeah. And so it was like, this is meant to be. <laughs> That's so cool. Thanks. Thanks, Elizabeth. Shout out. Lizzie. Shout out to Elizabeth. Yeah. Friend blinding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Shout out to this. Yeah, just this old white lady setting up yeah. friendships with so young black women. <laughs> and then we ended up doing a panel together too, I think. Oh, right yeah, after. we did. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And then how we all got together was in the summer of 2021, I had been in LA for a few years and just had like made a bunch of like individual friends, but like nobody knew each other. And it was like very disjointed. And I wanted to bring people together to be like, okay, I know all of these cool people individually. Maybe some of them will get along. So I threw myself a birthday party where literally nobody knew anybody else. I was the only person who like knew everybody. And I was like, this party is either going to be great or it's going to be real short. (laughs) And we're just going to see. But thankfully, everybody hit it off really well and kind of everybody became friends. And so that was when two of you met and then we all became friends. So that's kind of the backstory of how we all got connected. I'm so glad I went because I had like a plane ticket out of the country or something. And so I wasn't going to be able to make it. And for some reason, that trip got pushed back. And I was like, oh, my God, I can go to Les's birthday. I'm so excited. And look, I got real friends out of it. So I'm excited that I made it. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you were able to make it. It all worked out. And there were also some people who were supposed to be there who couldn't. But I actually feel like the right people were there. It was like the right mix of people. Yeah. It's so intentional. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you really set us up, too. Like, there was another, you're paying it forward, what Elizabeth did. But... It was just such a good mix and multiple friends have come out of it. So thank you, Les, for bringing us together. Happy. Yeah. Happy to bring people together and then move to the other side of the country. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the whole MO. But I also like wanted to tell people that story just to be encouraging. Because I think a lot of people in their 20s and 30s specifically feel like, oh, if I didn't make friends when I was in school or if I'm not still friends with people when I was younger, then that's just it. And it's hard to make friends. And it can be. I mean, you do have to be intentional about it. But like, all of those friendships came to be a little bit later. When Kim and I met, it was like right before we were about to turn 30. And I think that birthday party I had, I was like 30 turning 32 or something. And you can still make friends and connect with people anytime. You might have to be a little more creative about it, but it's absolutely possible. Yeah, it is. I remember, I will say, Sequoia, I don't know if I've ever told you, but like that night we met at Les's birthday, you asked me to take photos of you and I was so nervous because I was like, oh, she's gorgeous. Oh my God. Like, I want these photos to be good. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Kim. No, and the photos so were like, so good. I remember those photos. I was like, oh yeah, she ate that. I think I posted those. Okay. I was like, oh, she knows how she knows her angles. I remember those photos too. I remember your outfit. Yes. Because it was super cute. You had mm-hmm. the black leather pants, right? Mm-hmm. And the plaid shirt and the It was either was the, the pink, pink or the green far? one. That was my go-to outfit. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> It was cute. It was. Now, what was I wearing? I couldn't tell you, but I could tell you exactly <laughs> what you were wearing. I only know what I was wearing because Kim took photos. If it weren't for those photos, I wouldn't remember. But I remember the photo. Oh, too funny. I love it. I love it. So, okay. Also, now that everybody knows you two, now that everybody knows how we all like came to be, how we all became friends, I also have to say 2024 is still early. We have a lot to celebrate. We've, we've like good news all around for everybody. Sequoia, you just got a brand new job. Congratulations. It's early, but it sounds like such a dope job. Like, how is that going? How is it feeling? It's going pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, jobs are work. As I previously stated, (laughs) I'm not thrilled about having to participate in this capitalist system, but... All that considered, the job is going good. It focuses on primarily Black stuff, which I appreciate. Uh, Yeah, it's good. Love it. Love to see it. When it comes to style, I'm a huge believer in quality over quantity. Before I moved, I had so many clothes, but never felt like I had anything to wear because I just had all of these pieces that were not low quality. They didn't fit well. They didn't fit my style. And since scaling back, I've been upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and also help me stay on budget. All winter, I've been wearing their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I have them in several different colors. I also love their washable silk pieces and their real leather bags. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So anytime I see a piece that I like, I always go to Quince first to see if I can find something comparable. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting the cost of the middleman and passing the savings on to us. I also love that Quince uses safe, ethical, responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I have so many items from Quince that I love. My sweaters, silk skirts, my luggage and work bag are all from Quince and they are all amazing quality. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash balanced less for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash balanced less, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-L-E-S to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash balanced less. If you ever see me working on my laptop, chances are I'm working in Notion because I use it for everything. I literally use Notion to organize my entire life and I also use it to run this entire podcast. There's no part of this podcast that comes to life without Notion. It helps me stay organized on top of all of my ideas and it is just a necessary tool in my life. And I think that you would really love it too. Notion combines your notes, docs, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed, and I love that Notion is always finding ways to be even better. Now you can leverage the power of AI right inside Notion and across your entire workspace. The fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and think bigger, doing tasks that normally take you hours in just seconds. I also love using Notion AI to help me brainstorm ideas. I use it to write the first drafts of content that I'm working on and for turning my messy notes into more polished pieces that actually make sense. And I truly couldn't stay on top of my game without it. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash balanced. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash balanced to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show. So it is a win-win. Again, that is notion.com slash balanced. And Kim, in 2023, like you did so many like huge life changing things from like buying your first home, launching your business. Like these are all among like other things. So incredible. And like, I just really want to celebrate that and like give you your flowers for that because that is like amazing and exciting. And so like, how are you feeling? with all of that transition and just newness. Thanks, friends. I feel pretty good. I feel like 2023, I was like, these are the things I'm afraid of doing by myself. So I'm just going to do it. And then when you get on the other side of doing things that you were fearful of, like your confidence is at another level. Like you just, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I've arrived. Like there's no holding back. So the house has been going really well. I invested trying to decide if I just want to like, I realized I don't really like interior decorating. Mm. Like I would happily find somebody to mm-hmm. do it for me. Um, so if y'all know anybody, I'll send you know. the girl but I, I really love the house. Okay. Thank you. I feel like for the first time in a very long time, I really like coming home. Like I just like the act of coming home. I like the act of walking my dogs. Like, and I haven't felt like that in, since I was probably a kid, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a nice feeling. And then the business has been going really well. It's, I feel like we got a good sign early on. Like we just happened to be asked to participate in a Christmas market. From there, we happened to meet this news reporter. From there, she was like, oh, I want to do a segment on you all. I'm like, okay. So 
it feels like a lot of things were just like waiting for me to act. And now it's just about executing against like what I know how to do. So it feels good. It just is a lot still, but it feels good. That's real. Period. Yeah. I mean, I love that, that it's like so much goodness was on the other end of taking action. And I know at the beginning, when I first introduced you, I had mentioned a little bit about Tome. Can you tell the girlies more about it and what inspired you to create it? Yeah. So Tome was created by me and my sister, Kayla. Um, We both love to read. She is an avid reader. I mean, like a hundred books, 120 books a year. I'm like 20, but she just goes through them so fast. And back in 2020, we had like first created a bookstagram that didn't take off too much. But then we were like, we love candles. We should just combine the two. So we make candles inspired by books and book genres. So think about romance. We have a candle named Love Story. So it's like more of a warmer scent, a little bit of vanilla, some honey is in it. Our favorite reading place is the library. So that is more of a richer scent. Kind of has like a little bit of bergamot in it as well. We make like morning read, which is more for your inspirational morning reads, like to get up and active. So that's more of a citrusy kind of awaken the senses scent and soon we're going to start partnering with some book stores to help develop scents specifically for them and for authors as well so if you love reading you like setting the mood and lighting a candle you know it could be a tone candle while you read hell yeah or relax nice (laughs) it's so smart it's so brilliant and such a great idea and I am excited about you partnering with bookstores and authors. That's just like so unique and so cool. Yeah. Thanks. I'm really excited. Like it's feels like there's a whole community there. And, you know, people are like, well, what does a book smell like? I mean, first of all, books do. do have a smell. I say. But, <laughs> but also it's more like about the scenery that's painted, that's pictured in the book, right? That they talk about and bringing that to life. I think that's pretty fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I also think like book bars are now becoming Mm. such a thing. And I feel like, oh, having your candles in book bars would also be so dope or selling them Mm -hmm. in the bookstore bars would be super dope. That's a good idea. It's definitely been a thing I've noticed here in New York, and I'm sure it'll kind of spread to other cities too. But yeah, just like other ways to add books to experiences is Mm -hmm. it's on the up and up. That's a good idea. Thank you. Do you like going to the, when you go to the book bar, like, what is it like? Yeah. I mean, it's basically, I was actually just at one last night. They're basically like bars that have bookstores in them and people are just like sitting, reading, talking about their books. You know, you can bring your book, you can bring your Kindle. Like everybody is like chatting and reading and it's just kind of like the bar experience, but less of like a rowdy vibe mm-hmm. and more of having drinks at the library kind of vibe. Oh, nice. Ooh, That's cool. Okay. I like that. It's fun. Yeah. And there's one here that has a fantastic non-alcoholic Prosecco. So that's mm. my favorite thing to do is to like get a glass of the non-alcoholic Prosecco, read my little book, have some tea, kiki. That sounds vibe, nice. But then add tome candles on top Big of that vibe. and it'd be even mm-hmm. more of a vibe. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. Absolutely. I'll take you to some when you visit. Yay! Because <laughs> they're popping up all over over here. And I feel like it's only a matter of time before it makes its way to LA. Yeah. yeah. I love that. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's good times. It's good times. Okay. So I want to hear what y'all are most looking forward to in 2024. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sequoia, I have an idea. 
of something that you may be looking forward to in 2024 that you've been talking about ever since, <laughs> as long as I've known you. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm very excited for my 30th birthday. She's turning 30 in June, trying to plan stuff and just get ready for that. Another thing I'm really excited for is my three-year podcast anniversary because I'm throwing my first podcast event. So that's fun. That's in the works now. I'm very, very excited for this event. Very excited for it to come together. Excited to share it with you all soon and what the plan is. And yeah. Oh my God. So excited for that. Ah, three years already. I can't believe it. It flew by. I would have guessed if I had to guess, I would have been like, oh, it's like my two year. But no, it's been a full three. So it's wild. That's amazing. So amazing. And happy early birthday. Thank you. Okay. So mine was going to be my birthday as well. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I am turning halfway between 30 and halfway Mm -hmm. between 40. (laughs) But I feel like it's, I don't necessarily have my plans set yet for what I'm going to do. I do have the outfits that I want to wear during that week. How so. low of you? That's why. <laughs> I would like to point out, Kim's birthday is in August, right? Kim, <laughs> I don't have a plan, but I know what I'm going to look like, though. Okay. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is big Leo energy for sure. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to turn, like, what I feel like is a really good positive year and wear my outfits at some destination. (laughs) I don't know where yet. (laughs) I love that. Kim, you're helping me feel better about it because I actually have been not feeling great about turning 30 (laughs) redacted, as I've been calling it. (laughs) I've been kind of in crisis mode about it and spiraling, actually, and hyper fixating on youthfulness. Not because I think being younger is better. And I also understand like just the ability to age is Mm. such a privilege. Mm -hmm. I get it. And I'm also still a human Mm -hmm. with human feelings and multiple things can be true that like, yes, I'm so grateful to still be here in age. And that number is really aggressive. And there's just a lot of complicated feelings that come with it. And so, yeah, my feelings have not been as positive and you're inspiring me to feel better about age. (laughs) I understand that. I mean, the outfits, I think, might be how I'm masking the spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel the same. Like, it's an aggressive. It's aggressive. And it is beautiful to age, but I'm here with you. I'm here for you. I feel like we can be grateful for it and be like, oh shit. And those two feelings Mm -hmm. can coexist. Absolutely. At the same time. I'm in that space. Yeah. I feel like I've been hyper fixating on just like working out and getting in really good like shape. Also just got Invisalign, which I should be done with right around the time of my birthday and just hyper fixating on things that I can Mm -hmm control because it just feels like time is going so quickly that yeah I'm just like what can I control what can I do anything about because time can't do nothing about that (laughs) I definitely feel you on that I feel the exact same way with regard to that I've also been kind of hyper fixating on working out I got a walking pad so I can maximize how how many steps I'm getting per day since I have to sit in front of this computer I don't know if it's the healthiest thing I've done, but I do plan to be snatched by June. So there's that. Yeah. 
I feel that. Me too. I also feel, <laughs> I feel the same way. That's why I've been so aggressively exercising. Yeah. <laughs> In the same boat as you. Oh, I shouldn't say boat. Sorry. In the same. <laughs> <laughs> same basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the yeah. same basket as y'all. <laughs> we're, all, we're all aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all aligned. If you are a cycle sinker, then you know that the luteal phase or the phase after ovulation before you start your period is rough. That is where the PMS can come in, the fatigue, the mood swings, the cravings, the breakouts. It is just not a fun time, especially if your hormones are out of whack. It is just not a fun time, especially if your hormones are out of whack. Now it is so much easier to manage this time with estro control. Estro Control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially for those who suffer from PMS. The ingredients in Estro Control support the liver, which is where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. And when our bodies can't process estrogen well, that is when our luteal phase can be particularly challenging. I know while taking it, I feel more like myself all month long, which hasn't been the case. I had so many years where I felt like myself maybe a few days out of the month, but was experiencing symptoms the rest of the month. And it is so nice to feel more at ease without all of those pesky symptoms. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com, H-A-P-P-Y-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com and use the code BALANCED at checkout for 15% off. The steps you take on your health and wellness journey are so personal. As my goals and priorities shift, I have to learn how to lean into new routines. So for you, whether you're going all in or easing into new things, Aloe Moves has the classes and flows that are made to move with you. Aloe Moves is my favorite on-demand streaming wellness platform. It has everything from yoga and fitness to meditation and self-care, and it's my go-to for every step of my health and wellness journey. I found having wellness rituals throughout the day helps me stay consistent and Aloe Moves just gets it. Whether I'm needing some alignment with guided meditation or I'm ready to kick butt in a cardio or HIIT class, Aloe Moves has what I need when I need it. We also need to talk about the amazing wellness gems they have on the app outside of fitness, like gua sha tutorials, dry brushing, face yoga. They've got all this wellness magic going on. With over 100 new classes added every month, Aloe Moves keeps me hooked and motivated because I can always switch things up. I love the variety of workouts and offerings, and I can always find a class that aligns with my goals and my mood. No matter your path, it's time to make a move with Aloe Moves. Get a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves.com and using the code Balanced. Now, using the code BALANCED is really important because that is how they know that you learned about them through Balanced Black Girl, and that is how you can support the show. So that's ALOMOVES.COM, code BALANCED in all caps. ALOMOVES.COM, code BALANCED in all caps. 
Kind of speaking of like astrology, Sequoia, you turning 30, which I'm so excited for you. Ever since I met you, you've just been like, I'm ready to be 30. 20s are ghetto. I hate it here. I want to be 30. Like You've been saying that for the last like four years. But last time that you were on the show, your Saturn return had just started. You're about a year into it. How how are you feeling? How is a Saturn return treating you? How is it? How is it going? Okay. So my Saturn return is going fine. Like I won't say it's been like terrible yet. I'm not, I'm not really squarely in it yet. There's a point where Saturn directly aligns with where Saturn was when you're born. I'm not quite there yet. So we'll see how it intensifies as I get there, but it's going fine. I will preface that by saying. I had, okay, I'm about to get very lightly kind of deep into astrology. Bear with me here, y'all. Okay. Oh, get, here we, here get we into it. Yeah. A few years ago, 2019 to 2020, I had probably the hardest transit I've ever experienced in my life. I had Pluto, the planet of death, rebirth, and transformation, as well as Saturn, the planet of like hardship and, you know, learning lessons and slowing down time and whatever, both on top directly conjunct my ascendant. Most people will not have that experience because Pluto takes 250 years to transit all of the signs. So most people don't even ever have Pluto touch their ascendant. It was directly on top of mine for fucking forever because it's a really slow moving planet. And Saturn was also there for like a year. It was the worst year of my life. I've never felt that bad in my fucking life. It was heinous. So I'm always saying not to test fate, or tempt fate, but I can't imagine my Saturn return to be worse than when Pluto and Saturn were both on top of my ascendant. Horrible experience. So I feel well prepared for this Saturn return. That's, I mean, I hate that you experienced that, but I'm glad that this has not been, that it like Definitely. prepared you for this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Resilience. Because it seems like you've been vibing. Yeah, just resilience. I know this shit's about to go, you know, shit goes wrong. And before I had a really hard time dealing with stuff that was out of my control and when stuff went wrong. And now I feel like I have a lot more resilience and tolerance for things that I can't control. Although we never love it, but you know, it's like, sure, I'll, I'll survive, which I wasn't sure about before, but now I am. <laughs> and that's those them earth placements too. Earth placements hate things out of control. Relinquishing control as a fucking Virgo moon and Capricorn rising. It just doesn't seem realistic, but you know, I've learned. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. Kim, I remember we pulled your chart one time and I don't remember what all placements you had, but you had like a lot of Virgo. Mm. You had like five Mm. placements in Virgo. I don't remember what they all, but it was like your Virgo was stacked. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You also have a lot of earthy. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I come to y'all for my, to explain it. I just don't, I I wish I remembered specifically which planets they were, but I just remember you had like at least four, if not five. Four is crazy. Five is absolutely It was wild. It was a lot of Virgo. Mercury, Venus, Mars. All Virgo. Mercury, Venus, and Mars. That's what I see right now. All your personal planets. Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, dang. I have Mercury and Mars in, in Virgo too. No. No. no the yeah, answer no, is no. Not okay. <laughs> like not okay. Descendant and Virgo in the seventh <laughs> house. Yeah, quite a bit. And we have Saturn and Capricorn. Talk Oof. about not okay. Oof. 2018 and 2019 were also yep. rough. Mm-hmm. They were. See, that's why I listen to y'all to just <laughs> educate me yep. on this. 
that's when Saturn had me fucked up too. I get it. It was, yeah, because she was in her home, mm-hmm. you know, rule or whatever. You're better at astrology <laughs> than I am, but you know, in her whatever, exalted, whatever it is. I didn't, she could exalt you, off of me because I had enough. Elsewhere, babe, enough. get the hell on. You gotta go. Away from me. <laughs> you gotta go. I can't. Does it work like that? <laughs> I don't know how it works. Honestly, I don't know. I I have no idea how it works. I just know that it was rough. Yeah. It was a rough Real time. Rough. Yeah. Things are still rough, but like mm-hmm. different, rough. Mm-hmm. manageable. Very rough. much that. Not, you know, stuff don't be ideal sometimes, but I'm like, eh, I know that I can manage this. I'll be all right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are some of your either goals or intentions or aspirations for 2024? And how can we like help, help you get there, help one another get there? Yeah, I'll go. I feel like 2023, I had a lot of like set goals to reach and I did. And so now I'm more like, I don't really have set, like a set thing I want to accomplish. I do have like business related ones that I want to do for Tome, including bringing a live event to the world around books and handle. But like the only thing I accomplished this year is that and maybe running a 5K. I think I'm okay with that. Just running a 5K. That being said. Yeah, just, yeah, nothing. Just a 5K. No biggie. That's, that's huge. I mean- <laughs> After right. riding a bike for 50 miles, though, you, Kim, you could run a 5K right now. <laughs> wow. Without passing out. I don't know if I could do that. See, that's, I'm not quite there yet. You totally can. As many like solid core classes and like things that you do, you absolutely can. That's fair. That's fair. I'm trying not to add, like give myself a really big goal. Cause then I'm like, what I really want this year is to just be consistent with what I have on my plate. So I guess in terms of accomplishments, like if you all can just encourage me, like, girl, are you being consistent? Are you waking up at the same time? Are you going to bed at the same time? Honestly, I think everything else will fall Mm -hmm. into place. And I guess actually one other thing I want to accomplish is I want to end the year with like, I have my nine to five, but I want other streams of income. And I have a, a set number for what I want that to be at the end. Nice. Some of them passive. So I guess encouragement around don't get sucked into corporate and what's your other options for mm-hmm. yourself and eventually start dating. So those are all like such beautiful things. I'm excited yeah. to check in with you about those. Thanks. Um, for me, I think flexibility is my word of this year. I am definitely trying to learn how to be more flexible. This goes back to the Capricorn and Virgo placements. Yes. Trying to relinquish control. And then another thing is I'm trying to take myself and my projects more seriously. I feel like I tend to dilly-dally overall. I feel like I'm a dilly-dallier a little bit. And so I'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And like, I kind of half-assed this, but it worked out, you know, and whatever. It's time to stop half-assing shit. I cannot elevate to the levels that I would like to elevate by only giving 50% to all that I do. And I keep hearing people do that whole, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good for me. If that's the case, I'm going to have to switch something up because I, I'm a, I, I love a <laughs> minimal work, biggest return. And sometimes you just have to put a little bit more work to see a bigger return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just taking myself more seriously. That's amazing. I mean, you're so talented. Like I have no doubt that with whatever you 
put your focused energy to, you'll get there. How can we help you? You know what? Something that needs to do is be consistent and stop procrastinating on things. So, you know, sometimes I'll outline an episode 30 minutes before the episode starts. Why would you do that? You knew that this episode was happening two weeks ago. Why would you wait 30 minutes before you started researching whatever the topic is? Silly. Just, you know, checking in. Are you procrastinating? (laughs) Stop it. Because the answer is very likely yes. And stop. You're not going to be successful by researching something 30 minutes before you're supposed to go talk about it. That's fair. I feel like I've heard procrastination though is like part of a bigger thing. Like maybe it's more like you're stressed and it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's always like, I don't have enough time for myself. So I'm trying to maximize all the amount of time that I have for myself. And sometimes even my own projects feel like they're getting in the way of my self time, Mm -hmm. especially with a new Mm -hmm. job and that type of thing. So yes, that is true. But at the end of the day, something got to sacrifice if I'm trying to make these dreams come true. And if that means less time for myself, suck it up until I get to the point where I'm comfortable giving myself more me time. That's true. Ooh, the earth placements just jumped out. <laughs> the spirit of Beyonce just spoke through that Virgo moon. Right. Dragging yes. myself. Suck it up, bro. The Sasha fears came out. No, but I love it. I mean, I think it sounds like the theme is just kind of like checking in and just accountability. Yeah, for sure. For consistency across the board, which I'm like, we can do that. How can we help Easy. you less which and support you this year? Yeah, I mean, this year... As I recently shared publicly is like me going all in on the podcast and content. And so my only real aspiration is to not have to get a nine to five at the end of the year. I'm giving (laughs) myself 2024 to try and make this thing work. And so my only goal is for Mm -hmm. it to work. And I think where I tend to get tripped up is doing like a lot of things and giving my attention and energy to a bunch of different things as opposed to like maybe the one or two things that could really move the needle. Sorry, all my press-ons came off. So I'm trying to like hide my hands and then I just showed it to everybody. So I'm going to glue them back on after, but I just, I'm trying to hide my hands. I love that pattern. (laughs) They'll be really cute when I glue them back on. So I think just It's like, I don't really, I don't really struggle to be consistent, but like, am I being consistent with the right things? Sometimes I'm really good at being consistent at things that don't really matter. And at this point with this business, what matters is revenue and doing things that are going to bring in revenue. So even if I'm creating really great, engaging content, organic content on social media that does well, that's not going to help me pay my team. That's not going to help me pay my rent. And so am I focusing on the things that are going to make this sustainable so that I can continue doing it is my big thing. So yeah, that's what I'm really trying to focus on this year. Okay. Is there any way that we can help you with that? Like just checking in or is there something specific? Yeah, I think just checking in, you know, asking me what I'm working on and being like, and Mm -hmm. how does that help Mm -hmm. the business? Mm -hmm. Is that helping the business. That is my kind of like trigger question for, oh yeah, let me focus on this. Mm -hmm. Because I could make TikToks all day, but like that's not actually helping the business. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm trying to like really focus on right now is like creating a sustainable business. And I also am interested in other businesses and other ventures and investing in things. And I love Balanced Black Girl and will continue doing Balanced Black Girl, but I want other types of businesses and ventures and things too, because I don't want to be on a content mm-hmm. hamster wheel my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so 
creating business in, in other ventures that don't necessarily rely on me having to be the one in front of the mic, in front of the camera all the time mm-hmm. is also really mm-hmm. important to yeah. me. So focusing on things like that, because, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be able to just create high volume forever. Mm-hmm. And so creating more sustainability for myself is super importante. Muy importante, yes. That's my goal, is to not mm-hmm. need a nine to five again. And congratulations. Yeah, huge step. On stepping away from your nine yeah. to five. Yeah, I'm grateful and I want to be able to continue. So that's that's my biggest thing is can I continue on this path? Yeah. I would like to. I would like to. So we'll see. We will. I like this. Accountability. Yeah. yeah. Consistency. I like it. It's. I love how we all kind of essentially need the same yeah. things. Yes. Just in different flavors. You know, people have a word for their year. Like, Sequoia, you mentioned yours. Would it make sense to like have a word for your friend group? Ooh. Or is that like too much? No, that feels oh, like right that. to me. Yeah. Like, we all just say accountability at the end of the day is what we're looking for. So, accountability, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The A word. <laughs> we are adults. <laughs> oh, adulthood. What do we need? Accountability. Who said that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> real grown, real grown sounding. The other thing too, I would love if we did some sort of like trip or something and it doesn't have to be this big, you know, crazy out of the country. But even if it's like pick a city for a long weekend and do that, I would as mm-hmm. more of like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. I would also love that at some point. 100%. Y'all that. know that's on the plan for my 30th birthday. You know where we all know where we going. <laughs> so if that counts, <laughs> we hop on over there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. A tr- a just some trip. fun, fun, yeah. fun for the girls, please. Everything yeah. is serious. <laughs> Everything is serious. Yeah. Just fun, please. Yeah. So serious. A little levity. So tired. Yes. <laughs> please. So I would love to get into some things that you're loving and leaving. So maybe Sequoia, let's start with you. What's one thing that you're like loving mm-hmm. in 2024 and one thing you're either leaving in 2024 or that maybe you left in 2023 that you want to keep back there? I'm leaving obligatory friendships in 2023. So friendships that have like shown to not serve me or just like inner talking to people in general that I'm like, why am I still in communication with you? You actually don't add anything. I don't get anything from this connection. So leaving that in 2023, certainly. And then what are we taking into 2024? I guess just consistency, like we talked about, definitely going harder, planning more. I'm so proud of myself for having most of my three-year anniversary event planned. And that's not until late March. And we're in February now. So yeah, definitely trying to get ahead of things, map out actual goals. I never do that. So happy to have, you know, actual things that I'm trying to reach for. So, yeah. So good. Loving and leaving. Okay. I am leaving in 2023 inconsistent people because I am no longer an inconsistent person. And my friends are not inconsistent. My family is not inconsistent with me. So I don't need to accept that from anybody anymore mainly starting with myself. So inconsistent people is probably the the biggest one. I realized how much anxiety that brings to me and it's just too stressful. Like I don't, I don't need that. So yeah, inconsistent people. And then 
also just not making time for me to recover both physically from working out, but also mentally like running from one thing to the next. I just had not built in recovery time at, at all. Like when I'm writing up my planner, I forget to add in like transitional time like to just sit there. Right. <laughs> like after work, you just need to sit for like 30 minutes or whatever. So yeah, leaving behind inconsistent people and not building enough time to recover. What I'm loving I have started doing more and the word is slipping me, but it's like when you're, it's physical things you do to help your body kind of relax or recover. So maybe somatic. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. That sounds right. Oh maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I started trying out tapping last year when I was really stressed. Like, oh my, you know, like there's like certain points on your body yeah. that you tap or doing like breathing exercises. I think doing something physically when I'm really stressed has helped me a lot. So I'm loving it. Continue, and also just like I have, I feel like I'm in this kind of like era of another personality that I've created. So yeah, I'm loving that, and I'm just going to continue with her. <laughs> That's so. Wait, tell us about this personality you created. So her name is Coco Brown, and she is amazing, and she's me, and she's come out in multiple times, like in my life, and I'm just going to lean into her more. So. The self-care, being more intentional and consistent. You can't really tell, but I colored my hair brown, a chocolate brown from like a black. Yeah, just kind of asking myself, what is what will Coco Brown do? My therapist really goes hard with me on this, and I love it because she's like, what does she wear? What does she look like? What does Aww. she eat? How does who does she, who is she dating? Like all these things. So I'm loving this persona. Maybe it's like a Sasha Fierce, right? Like, and eventually that, that Sasha Fierce and Beyonce mm-hmm. became one. So kind of the same concept of just leaning more into this Coco Brown persona and having fun with her this year. So That's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm excited. I think that's one of the first times I've explained her. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for asking. Ar- archetype embodiment is, I think, one of the best things that we can do if you're like in the midst of a personal evolution and there's certain qualities that you want to embody. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. There's actually a good book about that. It's called The Alter Ego Effect. Mm-hmm. It's if people want to read it, I'll link it in the show notes if people want to check it out. But it's a really good book about that very thing. Nice. Ooh, I yeah. like that. We always got to have the mm-hmm. book wreck. Yes. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm still thinking through what I'm loving and leaving for 2024. I mean, I would say if there's anything that I feel like I've been loving, it's just like being outside. I love, you know, the comfort of my home and cozy moments and being home. But I wouldn't say that I'm a homebody by choice. I think a lot of my previous homebody behaviors were just because I didn't have anything else to do mm-hmm. or anywhere else to go. But I actually like to be somewhere in the middle. I like the comfort of home, but I feel like doing things outside of home helps me appreciate it more. And I like activities and being around people and learning new things. And so I think being in a city where that is so much more available to me is something that I'm loving and want to continue that. Just exploration, I guess, would be a good word for it. It's something that I'm loving. Something that I am leaving. I mean, there's all kinds of things I'm leaving. How how much time do we have? I'm leaving not voicing what I want. And I'm being very clear and vocalizing out loud what does and does not work. Mm -hmm for me, which is something very new because I previously, if I didn't like something or was upset about something, would just go silent about it and 
kind of unsubscribe from like a conversation or just check out and not say anything. And lately I've been being like, no, this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. Come again. That doesn't work. I don't like X, Y, Z when before I would just be silent about things. So yeah, I'm leaving being silent and I'm embracing like exploration and just voicing what it is that I do and don't want. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, so the other day, as I know y'all saw, cause I'd like DM'd y'all about it. I had mentioned this like guy who came back like after saying nothing for three months. And I thought about just not responding to him, which is typically what I would just do in that instance of like, if I'm not feeling it or someone does something that pisses me off, just not responding. And I was like, you know what? No, Mm -hmm. I am going to respond. I'm actually going to leave a voice note so that you can hear the words coming out of my mouth of what does not work for me. And I felt so good and so proud of myself in that moment, not even so that he could hear it, but so that everybody, universe, ether, we're mm-hmm. all going to be on the same page about what does not work for me. And it's going to come straight out of my mouth. Yes. And it was such an empowering thing. And so more of that, less of just not responding, not saying anything if something bothers me. And this That's doesn't nice. Does not work for me. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Were you just like, I love this for you? Yeah. Okay. So I'll give context for everybody listening. So it's currently February 2024. I had matched with this man on Hinge, I think in like late October, very early November. And we were supposed to go on a date, which was also like a coffee date. I don't personally care for coffee dates. That's a whole nother episode in and of itself. But I was, he, that's what he suggested. So I agreed to it. The day before, he, cancels the date, doesn't really have an explanation. He's like, sorry, Les, can't make it tomorrow. Doesn't really offer an explanation. Also doesn't offer to like reschedule. And this was very beginning of November. Honestly, after I was after that, I was like, okay, whatever. Kind of forgot about him. A few days ago, he texts me and he's like, hey, Les, how's it going? And I'm like, why are you talking to me? What is it that you want? So he leaves me a voice note being like, oh, I'm sorry. It took so long. I was getting settled in in New York. And then I, you know, got a new phone number, all of these excuses and this long drawn out voice note. And he's like, oh, but I still owe you a coffee date is what he said in this voice note. And I responded and I said, totally understand. Sounds like we were moving, getting settled in around the same time. However, I'm going to pass on the date. I don't do ghosters. I don't do bad communication. And honestly, I'm not a big fan of coffee dates. So I don't think I'm the girl for you, but I hope New York treats you well. And I hope that for your sake, you learn how to communicate better. Yes. Great. And that's what I said in the voice note verbatim. And then he responded like, oh, I, you know, I respect your decision, blah, 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 blah. And I just never. And Mm -hmm. then to that, I didn't respond because I was like, okay, I said what I needed to say. That's it. But yeah, I respect that's your what decision happened. is always such you. a weird response because <laughs> what else would you do? You don't have a choice but to respect my decision. I disrespect your decision. What does that mean? The right. decision okay. is made. <laughs> the, the decision is made. So you, whether you respect it or don't, there's no other difference to me, right? The decision is the decision. So right. have a good one though. Right. Thank right. you for right. listening. Like, I don't know. But good yeah. for you, Les. It, like, I, I felt very empowered to be to out loud be like this I don't like this yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what I do not tolerate everything you're offering basically but I, I felt very empowered in that dis- in that moment of I'm drawing a line in the sand of what is and is not acceptable for me so more of that in 2024 and accepting 
the other things is what I'm leaving in 2023 because a younger me definitely would have folded, would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, he's cute. Or like, oh, he was moving or what? Mm-hmm. Like, you no, were moving I don't too, care. And you're cute too. I don't care. And what about it? You did it. You could do it. Right. 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 You still showed up. Exactly. Exactly. So finally, finally at my big age, standing. I'm proud. You know what? For real. I feel like lots of folks end up in their like forever relationship before they really find themselves and before they learn to stand on business like that and before those skills are developed because it does take a while. These are not things that develop in your 20s. These are things that develop later on in your 30s. And, you know, historically people have been married with their forever person before that. So I'm proud of us for being able to develop thoroughly to get to the best versions of ourselves in order to call in the best versions of whoever the person is because, yeah. Yes. 1,000%. I think that that is so much of the benefit of kind of meeting a partner later in life is knowing who you are and knowing what you stand for. And a thought that I've had is, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to fall in love with a fully developed brain because I've never done that before. The last time I like really fell for somebody and started a serious relationship and like was in love, I was literally mm. 24. But the, the frontal lobe was not there. Behaves <laughs> wasn't there. Relationship. And my partying at the time did not help. <laughs> and so like I'm so excited to fall in love with a fully developed, healthy brain mm-hmm. and good judgment. Mm-hmm. I've never done that before. And that is going to be so amazing when it happens. It is. So I look forward to that. Absolutely. That reminds me of Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. And she describes when she met Barack and she was talking about how unusual it was because she was like, he came as just a fully formed person, which was so rare, especially in their age. I don't remember what age they met sometime in their 20s, but she was like, he was just so fully formed. He was about what he was about. He was, you know, a good communicator. He was intentional and purposeful and all those things. And I'm like, damn. That really is rare, especially in the 20s. So I feel like waiting until your 30s to really make lifetime decisions like that when most people take time to develop into those people is a really good decision. I can't yeah. wait to like experience that fully formed person, me being fully formed to your point less. Like I and having being really clear on like standards and yourself and like knowing your own behaviors and things like it's nice. Yeah. It is. It's very empowering. It's very empowering. I, yeah, I just think about like past experiences that I've had and I'm so grateful that I didn't end up with those people, not because they're bad people, but because what they would have been able to offer from like a life standpoint is so much smaller than what the vision of my life Mm -hmm. is. And I would be so resentful and bitter if I were in this small life still doing what I was doing. Like I was already dissatisfied then. So I know I would have been even more dissatisfied as time went on. And I feel so, so grateful to not be stuck in that and to still have the possibility of being Mm -hmm. and having anything. Isn't it beautiful? It is. That is beautiful. I like the way you put that too. Just they have to offer something smaller than what fulfills you. Not that they were bad. Definitely get that. Yeah, that's you. I never heard it put that eloquently. That's great. From my journal to to your ears. (laughs) 
I write about this a lot. Mind of less. For us. It's scary in there. Um, <laughs> I'll spare you all the rest. But I'll just I'll, I'll share the good parts. <laughs> Well, ladies, I am so, so happy we got to do this. Thank you so much for joining me, for giving everybody a little peek into our group chat, because that is definitely kind of how this conversation felt. This sounds like the voice notes that we usually yep. <laughs> are like leaving and sharing. I mean, we were a little, we still, a little you know, tamer. we kept it cute, mm-hmm. obviously, because mm-hmm. this is for public consumption. It was a little tamer. <laughs> it was a little tamer because, you know, you know how it goes. It was fun though. Can you please let the people know where they can find you, how they can keep up with you, how they can support you? Where can, where can the girlies find you? Yes, you can find me across all social media at Sequoia B. Holmes. I know y'all gonna have to Google how to spell it because it's a, it's a dinger, but you got it. You can listen to my podcast, Black People Love Paramore, across all social media platforms. Nope, not across social media platforms, across all podcasting platforms. But you can follow me at BPLP Pod across all social media platforms. Yeah. It's a great podcast. You love to see it. You can find me across TikTok and Instagram. So all, I guess that's that's pretty much all social yeah. media platforms. At Kimberly R. Hill underscore. And you can follow or purchase from my business, Tome Candles, which is at T-O-M-E-C-A-N-D-L-E-S underscore. So if you're in LA, we'll have an event coming soon. That's where you can find us. Nice. Amazing. Love to see it. I'll make sure all of your information for both of you is linked in the show notes to make it very easy for everybody to find you, to tap in, to support, listen to Sequoia's podcast, buy the candles. Kim also has like a book talk that is, I feel like Mm -hmm. about to blow up. Like, I feel like you're about to be book talks like next it girl. It's, I see it. It's coming. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. So you get, y'all want to be early adopters, head, head over, follow. You'll love it. You'll love the vibes. Love talking about books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, Les. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl. It was like more of a chill kiki. We weren't in studio. We were at home. We were keeping it cute. We're hanging out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said at the top, make sure that you're subscribed, whether you listen on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, can you please do that? It is actually so, so helpful for keeping the show going, for helping us get great guests, for keeping it free. So if you had a five-star experience, we would love your five-star review. Thank you for tapping in and I will see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 
30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.